wonderful listeners. I'm Kayla Jackson, and thank you for tuning in to Clearing It Up, the podcast. This is a podcast that shatters the glass on the assumed reality of the people we idolize. From influencers to cultural icons, I am interviewing them to uncover what their life is really like, not just the highlights that we see on social media. So sit back, put your headphones on, or turn up your speakers, and listen to me talking to these amazing people. Here we go. Hey everyone, I can't tell you how excited I am right now. I have been obsessed with this movie series that just came out on Netflix called The Kissing Booth, and now I'm sitting with one of the main characters herself. She is a distinguished actress and a very amazing and empowering woman. Welcome to this podcast, Megan Young. Ah, I love that intro. Thank you. I'm blushing. (laughs) That's so sweet. Thank you. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. So, Megan, what have you been doing during quarantine? I know everybody's confined to home and we're all just trying to keep busy. What have you been doing? I think I've been doing like bits and pieces of all different things. I must say I'm definitely not one of the people that jumped on the bandwagon of baking things or like tie dye. I didn't do that. I I saw Brie Larson on her YouTube channel the other day was doing like all the trends from quarantine and I didn't do any of those kind of things. I think I did eat a lot. I read a lot. Um, I kind of reflected on my life and the time that I was given to reflect. And then also we released a film halfway through quarantine, which was quite a surreal experience. Um, I moved house. I moved recently about a month ago now. So I've been doing everything I can to kind of keep busy and engaged, but none of the, like the fun trends, I kind of missed out on that. I feel like I should make up for it and do them now. So you say you're moving houses. So where did you go? Where where have you moved to? So I'm still in Vancouver. I just moved out of my old place into my, I was living with a roommate before. I love her and she lives very close by to me now. But um, yeah, so I moved within Vancouver just into a new apartment. You've been finding moving during quarantine, like has it been extra difficult or... No, I mean, I feel like moving in general is a really stressful thing. but. I think at this point in the game, everyone's got their precautions in place, wearing masks and sanitizing and keeping an idea of like people's health. Um, And always like I got a call from my movers like the day before to let me know that none of them had been in contact with anyone who had COVID and they were all healthy and just to check that I was. So, I mean, it didn't really make that much of a difference. Just everyone was wearing masks and maybe washing their hands a little bit more. But yeah. Same old stress. (laughs) That's really great. And that's really great that you've been able to do that. And, you know, not just kind of sit on the couch, but you've been able to really kind of jumpstart your life even now. Yeah, it gave me a lot of time. You know, I feel like for so many years, I've been so focused on my career and so focused on work that this kind of forced me to look at things other things that I wanted in my life. And, and that included kind of making a home base here in the city. And yeah, kind of just exploring different opportunities that have come up over the past year. And I and for that, I needed space. So it, it kind of gave me a break from acting, which I miss terribly, but it's also given me other opportunities. Well, that, that's really amazing. So you're talking about you well, you're an amazing actress. Um, I mean, you travel, I guess you travel a lot, especially to LA for acting. Why did you decide to move to Vancouver? So I actually came to Vancouver to be closer to LA. 
Um, I was having a hard time. Anyone who's not like, um, who's not American or even Canadians can relate to this as well, even though they're right next to America or right next to LA for the Vancouverians. Um, it's just tricky getting to the States, getting visas. It's part, it's like the other aspect of my job is admin and like filling out visa applications and it's very costly. And I was just really struggling to get a visa to stay in LA for a long time period. And at the time, my manager at the time suggested I get a visa for Canada, which I'd never even thought about moving to. It was like not on my radar at all. I admittedly, I knew very little about Canada or Vancouver. And I all I thought about was being close to LA. So I moved and got here and was like, Oh, my gosh, what have I done with this? What have I done with my life? Like, I don't even know anyone here. I don't know anything about this place. Um, but after probably about six months, I was like, oh, it's really cool here and it's got a great industry and I'm really happy. So, uh, yeah, I quickly found a home. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I am a little biased. I'm in Toronto, so I'm a little biased. Oh, yeah. Towards oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So talking about, you know, moving and you're kind of like your childhood, you have an incredible story. Really. You were born in Johannesburg, South Africa and you lived all over the world. Can you tell us a little bit about your childhood? Yeah, so yeah, you're right. I was born in Johannesburg um, and I was there until I was four. And then because of my dad's work, I grew up as an expat kid. So I lived in Nigeria for four years and then I was in Switzerland and then we went back to South Africa for a little bit and then to Sri Lanka. And I actually graduated high school in Colombo in the capital city of Sri Lanka before going back to South Africa. And then in between that, I've done a lot of traveling just with my schools and my family and, you know, being in different countries and then going to holidays kind of in that area or region. So it was kind of unusual, <laughs> I guess. You're able to be immersed in so many different cultures. That's incredible. Can you tell us what, what expat is? Yeah, yeah. So an expat or an expatriate is somebody who's living in a country that's not their own. Um, usually it's for work. So usually the kids that are there, their parents are working either with a company or maybe they're military kids. Um, we also sometimes call ourselves third culture kid. So you live in a country that's not your birth culture and it's not the culture of your parents, like assuming your parents are the same culture. My parents are from two different countries. And then you live in a third culture. So I, for many years, was a third culture kid. <laughs> wow, yeah. That's awesome to be a third culture kid. So can you tell me about your parents? Because you're saying that the kids, they grew up and they travel around the world, and it's usually because of their parents' job. What kind of things were your parents doing? Yeah, so my dad uh, worked with a big company called Nestle, and their head office is in Switzerland. So my mom actually worked with them for a number of years as well. And it was actually my dad's job that took us around moving. That must be amazing, but it also may be a little bit stressful. Like, how did it feel, you know, moving countries, you know, moving to a place where you, you probably don't speak the language? You know, I think it must have been a lot more stressful for, like, my parents and maybe my brother because he's a little bit older. Because I was so young the first time I moved. I was four. So I don't think I really... I mean, I wasn't responsible for anything. I didn't have to pack my bag. I didn't have to pack the house. I didn't have to do any paperwork. Like I just went where I was told. But I also don't think I was really old enough to understand like, oh, I'm leaving my friends behind or 
this is a new home. And I think that made me quite adaptable as a person, which I think has helped me in my career because, you know, working on different sets, you meet different people, locations change, people change. So yeah, I think it just made me quite adaptable. If I had been a little bit older, if I had been maybe like 15, the first time I moved, I think I would have found that really hard. And I'm sure I'd be interested to like hear if any of your listeners are expats or have had to even travel within Canada or within the US or wherever they live. Moving when you're older and like leaving your friends behind is pretty tough. Oh, yeah, I bet. And, you know, we can always float that on Instagram, right? Um, we yeah, can totally, we can totally post that and be like, okay, where are you from? Are you an expat kid like Megan or what's going on? Yeah, I would love that. We should do that. Done. Let's do it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Let's see where everybody is from. I am from Toronto. Um, that's it. I haven't really moved anywhere else. Yeah. I've traveled a lot, but I haven't moved anywhere. Uh, I would where's love your, to. Where's your favorite place that you've traveled to? I would say Rome, Italy. Oh, yeah. I've been to Rome like ages ago, a really long time, but I really loved it. <laughs> yeah, so it's, cool. it's so beautiful. And can you talk about a little bit about the drivers in Rome? Because, oh my yeah. goodness, I thought I was going to die every time I got into a cab. I actually don't remember, but I know they have a reputation for being kind of wild drivers. But it was ages ago, and I don't really, I think we just walked everywhere. Maybe at the time we didn't have any money, so we just were like walking everywhere instead of taking cabs or doing anything like that. It was just me and my dad, and um, so we, we would go into these cabs, and it was great. You know, the drivers were amazing. Everybody in Rome is so sweet. Italians, yeah. right? They're so sweet. And so we would go, we would just drive out everywhere, you know, and when we get to, like, roads and traffic, there would be so much honking, and then, you know, the drivers would, like, cut around each cars, and the driving was very fast and aggressive, and I, wow, I was like, oh my goodness, you know, I yeah. want to get out of this car right now. <laughs> yeah. Kind of jumping back into you. Enough about me. Nobody yeah. wants to really hear about me, but. So you're an amazing actress, and you've had some very interesting roles. So you've had roles with National Geographic, and you've had roles with, you know, Netflix, and like, you've, you've done rom-coms, and you've done nature and drama. What is it like being able to transform into different characters? And, you know, do you have a favorite character? It's hard to say who a favorite character is because I think I learned so much from all of the characters that I've played, even if they were much smaller roles that like no one's heard of or someone like Rachel or another big role is Abigail from um, Black Sails. She, Abigail Ash from Black Sails, that was actually my first like really big role where I had numerous episodes and I had a whole character arc. And that was like a real learning experience for me. Um, Rachel obviously has really changed the trajectory of my career. So like that's been amazing. But to play, I love playing different characters. Like that's why I wanted to be an actor. So the more away from the last one a character is, the more I sort of enjoy that. And I find it interesting how people get quite passionate about our characters and they don't really know us. So that's why I love your show because, you know, I think people have a certain idea of what I'm like or who I am based on Rachel specifically. She's probably my most known um, character, but also some of the others. I almost enjoy the fact that, you know, people don't really know so much about me and they're like picking up little pieces through each character I play. 
Um, in terms of actually creating them, a lot of that I have to say is like makeup and wardrobe for me. As soon as I put on a certain outfit and as soon as I might be wearing a wig or my makeup's done a certain way, it shifts the way that you stand and that you, how you talk and your mood and your attitude. And that really helps me get into whatever the work is I need to do that day. So if you're, if you're transforming into Rachel, does, does yeah. your walk, does your mood change? Do you get a little bit sassier? And then in your television show, Black Sail, does, does your character, you know, become a little bit more stiffer or like, what, well, is, that, what is that like? <laughs> it's interesting that you say stiffer because Abigail's character, she wears a corset all the time. It's very uncomfortable to wear a corset. Like, I don't know how women did that when, you know, that was the reality of our wardrobes and style. But it was so uncomfortable. Like, it looked great, but it was just so unpleasant. And I think that did translate into my discomfort and her discomfort. And she was very uncomfortable through that show. She was kidnapped and, like, locked away at one point and then she's on boats and then she's in this corset so i think it definitely helped give something under the performance of not being super happy and comfy um and then with rachel yeah i think there's something i'm typically not really much of like a summer beach girl and i'm not really one for like little shorts and like cute little tops like i like winter i like to cover up but i found when i was playing rachel that i did kind of like I don't know, get like a little bit of a spunky summer feel to me. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is very not my usual response to things. And just more energy, I think, because the cast is so energetic. I'm generally pretty like quiet and calm. But yeah, I think with the cast around me and then also like the cute little outfits, then I would kind of feel a bit more energized and a bit more lively. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm watching uh, the movies and uh, just, you know, part of my background, I, I love my job sometimes. Um, yeah. And mm -hmm. yeah, she's like dressed so cute and it's just so, it's just so fun. And looking at your, you know, the character in Black Seal, I mean, I would be uncomfortable in a corset. I mean, sometimes I just want to wear sweatpants. I can't imagine wearing corsets for hours. Yeah. And it actually, it's so weird because it actually changes the shape of your body. Like I would take it off of like after like a 12 hour day and peel it off. And my, my whole shape would still be in that hourglass shape. And I'm not naturally shaped like that. And it was really, it was quite bizarre. It would just stay there for ages. And I would always like want to get my corset on before I ate anything because then you wouldn't want to be like super full and then like somebody is like yanking the ties at the back. I have had very mixed feelings about the outfits. I love them, but at the same time, they're so uncomfortable. <laughs> I can totally relate to that. I mean, I've been in karate and martial arts for a while and we would wear, yeah. you know, these belts and we tie them so tight, right? It's just because it's yeah. just more comfortable. And then I would always take them off. And it would, yeah. And, yeah, it'd be like the hourglass figure. And it was, yeah, I mean, I loved it because, you know, now I'm like, okay, it's not, this isn't so bad. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, we're talking about acting. Did you always want to be an actress? No, I didn't. I think I was always really drawn to acting and performing and being in front of people. Um, but then I went through a period of like wanting to do a whole bunch of other things. Like I wanted to study psychology at one point and then I wanted to study women's studies. And I, I don't know, I wanted to just like 
travel the world and like not do anything related to the film industry at all. But I don't know, it kind of just never went away. And then by the time I graduated high school, even my parents were like, you should do this. Like, this is what you should be doing. Um, And honestly, I think for me, it's just because of that expat lifestyle, expat childhood, I think being able to adapt into different environments that like really excites me and really lights my soul on fire. I don't like staying still and I like to be meeting different people and experiencing different situations and different cultures and different countries. And the film industry really felt like an opportunity for me to have that in my life. Um, So it was kind of a combination of like the type of life I wanted and also I genuinely love acting. But I did go through a stage of entertaining some other ideas for a while. Well, that's, that's, that's actually, it really does kind of fit in the groove of how you grew up. And, you know, you're talking about what, what other things that you kind of dabbled in. What were those? Well, I definitely, as I mentioned before, wanted to do psychology. And I think in, in a lot of ways, I get to do an aspect of that. I mean, don't come to me. I don't like I'm not qualified. But what I mean is when I'm looking at a character, or I'm analyzing a scene. I think there's an aspect of psychology that I put into play. So so that's something that I, I really wanted to do, but I think the motivation for doing it, it actually suited acting a lot better. Um, but yeah, what else have I kind of dabbled in? I don't know. I feel like I've been so focused on acting for the like last 10 years that I've it's, I'm almost like forgotten what else I was interested in before I finally decided. Oh, photography. I wanted to do photography for ages. I keep picking up a camera and keep like threatening that I'll do it again. But. Oh, that's really interesting. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I I do it for like a little bit and then I lose interest and then I pick it up again. And yeah. That's that's really cool, actually. Yeah, I, I love photography. What kind of things would you, you know, shoot like landscape, portrait, you know, people or. I, I, I think I would prefer portraits and I would prefer like taking photos of people. Um, not so much like landscapes, like, I don't know, rolling hills or anything like that. I'd rather be in like cities and taking photos of like buildings or like, I don't know, birds sitting on a church, things like that. Those kind of. I'd love to see one of your photos. That's so cool. So you're talking about kind of jumping back into your career and your acting. Um, Earlier in this recording, well, podcast, you said that playing Rachel really kind of changed the trajectory of your career, starting from the moment that the film came out, the first one, until, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of right now, how has that changed your career so far? Well, when the first film came out, my role was much smaller. So I I don't think I necessarily was recognized as much or if people really, you know, it's funny now because I I did see when the second film came out, there were some comments online being like, oh, who was that girl or who was, who's Rachel? Um, So my, my role was obviously quite small in the first one. But then by the time the second one came out, I think just the attention that I got from a role like I've never had that before I've never had people you know be so excited on that level um that they wanted to like know who I was and follow me and support me and have been so wonderful I've been really blown away with how yeah just like how much like love and support everyone wants to throw at me and like how much that character and that franchise has meant to them and um I think that's kind of really 
opened my eyes to the kind of projects that I could be doing in the future and kind of projects I want to do in the future. And then also understanding that the more known I am, the more impact I can have. And then what am I interested in? Like, what's the message I want to give? Because of course, I'm flattered that people are following me for a role that I did. They obviously loved my work. They loved Rachel. So that's amazing. But I would also like to be able to like, you know, share something else. What else am I interested? What else can I do to make this a better place to live in? Absolutely. Um, I think that I think that's really incredible. And for you to be able to look back and see the whole kind of big picture and like, yes, you're Rachel. Yes, you're, you know, you're so many other characters, but you're also Megan Young, right? Who is Megan yeah. Young? And, you know, talking about Rachel, what was her message? Rachel, I really agree with this message. And I feel like I think in a way she kind of gave it to me. And I hope I was also kind of, you know, presenting it through her to people. But just to be secure in yourself and to know who you are and if you don't know that yet that you have time and you can figure it out but to know what your boundaries are and to have the self-respect that she has for herself and to know what you want in life and to feel confident in that I think it's really easy to be especially with social media now it's so easy to be swayed into wanting certain things or trends or what should be important to you or ideas that should be your focus that maybe you don't really connect with but you are because that's your circle things like that i think rachel definitely is independent and she is her own person and i i love that about her and i i'm trying to be more and more like that I love that about her. I mean, that's amazing. And if you were to kind of connect yourself to Rachel in that way, are you confident? Do you feel like you are confident? I know you said you're trying to work on it, but <laughs> would you say in the grand yeah. scheme of things that you are, you know, confident and you have you you know your self worth? Like how how do you feel right now? I think now I would say yes, but maybe five years ago I would have not been quite sure what my answer was. Um, you know, you mentioned something earlier about rejection. And I think working in this industry, you a lot of the answers you get are no, and you have a lot of people telling you what you should be. And um, you, you see a lot of like other, well, particularly for actors, like you're watching other peers of yours succeed in different ways that you aren't. And you can't help but question yourself. And I think there was a long time where I was just really unsure about what I was doing and I wasn't confident in the choices I was making and I didn't really know which direction to take and it's all so up in the air and it's so unpredictable in so many ways and you're constantly getting a negative response it does take a toll but you somewhere along the way you kind of just hit a point or at least I did where I just settled into the fact that this is the life that I want and I love and that I can just follow my gut. And if something feels good, I'll just go with it. And if it doesn't work out, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's more about training yourself to follow your intuition and your gut and, and knowing what's right for you. Having somebody like you, somebody who has lived with rejection and somebody who has dealt with all these things and you still been able to rise up in your career and do what you want and do what you love and, you know, kind of 
listening to that is really just incredible. And I, this is this is why I do the show. This is exactly why the show is is meant to empower people. And that message right there is probably one of the best messages I've ever heard. So thank you. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to get off the little deeper subject. We're going to have some fun here. Okay. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, so, so The Kissing Booth, major, major movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking before this, and it was filmed in South Africa. Where are you from? But yeah, it was mostly shot in Cape Town, which was really cool. And that's actually the city that I booked the, the first film in. So I was booked there in, in South Africa. Um, and yeah, we had no idea it was going to turn into the huge franchise that it is now huge i mean everybody my age knows about it and okay so we're going to south africa just hypothetically we're going to south africa and we're going to cape down cape town right where they filmed where would we go i feel like i would be like the food person i always like all i want to do when i go to a place is go to restaurants (laughs) so i probably would pull out like a list of places and then we'd like knock those off one at a time and then definitely would go on hikes and hike table mountain which is incredible it's hard depending on there's so many different routes that you can take um but i think that is like one of those things that you just like have to do like you can't like go to cape town and not climb table mountain um which is very ironic (laughs) i know but it's actually kind of ironic that i'm saying it because it took me like my whole life to eventually do one trip up there but anyway i've done it and now i'm telling everyone else that they have to do it um so though that would be on the list and definitely different markets like i love going to markets um so, yeah, again, food orientated. I would like want to go to a food market. Aren't we all, though? Yeah. Aren't we all food oriented right now? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I'm like even more food driven than I was before. Like, I just like I love food. Um, I'm not like that keen on cooking just because I hate cleaning up. But I'm not a terrible cook. But I do generally love food. And I love the experience of like going to a place and like, when we could do that, meet up with people and, you know, have a couple of drinks. I don't know how old you are, so I don't know if I can suggest. I'm 16, so not yet. Okay, well, when you turn 19, I guess, is here. Well, South Africa is 18. So if you turn 18, we should go to Cape Town and I will buy you Perfect. I would love that. That would be so much fun. Yay. Yay, I'm excited now. (laughs) Um, So what was it like filming there? I mean, you're, you're, you're coming home and... You're like, okay, this is home. I'm back here, but now I'm part of this major crew and I'm one of the main characters and this is just, I'm, I'm part of this really amazing thing and I'm coming home and I'm filming and I'm doing what I love right here at home. What was it like for you? It was, it was pretty strange, like especially at first. Um, I mean, one thing that was really cool was as soon as we all got on set together, it was like we saw each other like yesterday it was it was really easy and like settling and a lot of our crew had changed but they adapted to us really well and we all fit in really well with each other but just from the first film I was actually living there was living with my parents and shooting that film and I don't know and then to go back and then I was like in a hotel and I was one of like the lead characters now and it was it was real, like, it was really surreal. I don't know how else to explain it. And I remember 
just like getting into my bed like almost every night being like this is so cool <laughs> like, it is, is so, so cool. cool yeah I was like such a geek about it I guess because I had most of my career had been like as a local hire meaning I was working in like my home city on an American or a British production or something like that but I was a local hire and I was you know sometimes driving myself to work and or just like I don't know buying my own groceries and living my life doing laundry which I still did there obviously I was there for like months so I had to do laundry but it was just it was just weird to like be staying in a hotel and being like oh this is my home city but I'm kind of here as like a visitor and and then I kind of yeah I don't know I leaned into it and I was like oh this is like what it must be like for everyone <laughs> yeah I mean that's super cool um if I were if I were to come home to Toronto and yeah I think like, that's just amazing that's really cool and I get it. It would absolutely be surreal. As we wrap up, I usually ask your advice to mm -hmm. young girls, but I think we've pretty much already covered that. You definitely nailed that. Oh, okay, so, good. <laughs> so can we talk a little bit about the cast? I know I was talking with Sony Nicole Bringus of Fuller House and um, mm -hmm. Melissa Gisoni, uh, Baddie and Kenzie Ziegler's mom. about mm -hmm. dance moms and all that. And oh, yeah. all the cast relationships are so different. Sometimes they would say that, you know, a lot of us got along, but some of us didn't, or it was a big giant family. What was it like between you and the cast of The Kiss of Booth? I think it was more of a family, definitely. I felt really comforted going back because, as I said before, like we all just kind of gelled together like we hadn't seen, like we hadn't not seen each other for the year, two years in between. Um, and we just all clicked. And I think a lot of that has to do with Joey because she's the lead. She she almost like sets the tone for that. And she was very inclusive and she made sure that everyone was acknowledged and seen and heard. And she would, you know, go around to all the crew and she knew their names and she would hang out with them and interact with them. And um, Taylor as well coming on. Taylor and Maisie, it was quite something to join a cast when you weren't there from the beginning because, you know, it can be sometimes I've, I've, I haven't experienced this, but I've heard other actors talk about it where they're not as welcomed in a way because there's like a click and there's a group. And it wasn't like that with us. I was happy. I was really grateful for that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. But before we wrap up, I'd love to ask you five rapid fire questions. Okay, I get nervous with these things, but yes, you can ask me. Ask don't, away. Don't feel nervous. We're just going to hear what's on your mind. Okay. Not that we already don't know about already. <laughs> but um, okay, so five rapid fire questions. If you were to play any other character on the kissing booth, who would it be? I, one of the OMG girls. <laughs> OMG, I did not think that you would say that. I think it would just be so fun and their wardrobe was amazing. Like I was so jealous of what they got to wear. It was so cool. Um, I would love to be an OMG girl. It's also like so not who I am. So I think that could be really fun to play. Yeah, one of them. That's really interesting, actually. It's I mean, very interesting. I, yeah, I, I of course would want to play Elle, but I just, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I think I've been pulled in by all the like glitz of their clothing. I'm like a magpie, anything that's shiny. So I was like, ooh, that'll be fun. What is your favorite show or film that you've ever watched? Black Panther. <laughs> that is like my, I watch it so often um, and I make my cats watch it. 
and I make other people's cats watch it. I have like a weird thing for it. I don't know why. That and my other like top, top, top is The Christmas Prince. All three of them, but especially the first one. <laughs> I'm not really like a superhero show person or like a Marvel fan. Like it's not really, I mean, I would love to be in it, but it's not really something that I'm a huge fan of. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to go and like, we have to watch it. But so when I watched Black Panther, I was kind of like, oh yeah. But I got so into it and I've watched it like 20 times. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, you're, get, you're getting me excited. I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm so excited Yay! about Okay, so if you weren't an actress, what would you do? I keep saying psychology. I think I just really enjoy trying to understand why people are the way they are, or why they act the way they act. And also during this time, it's been such a weird thing to live through. I don't even, I don't think I even wrapped my head around the fact that we're living in a pandemic right now that affects everyone and the psychological effect of that. And my anxiety has been up and down and other people are experiencing anxiety for the first time. And it would just be really interesting to get to dive into that and learn more about it. I like that. That's really cool. Do you prefer to have a fun night out or a good night in? I mean, right now I want a fun night out. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I've had enough good night in. Um, to be honest, I think my favorite kind of way to spend a night would be either at my house or somebody else's house, like a dinner party and just talking into the night, listening to great music, drinking some wine, um, good food. Again, my go-to always is a good dinner party situation. Totally with you there. I cannot wait to leave my room. So happy. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Megan Young. I really appreciate it. And I'm so thankful you've, you've allowed us to pick your brain a little bit about everything that's going on and you know what you've been doing and thank you so much for coming on the show today yeah of course thank you for having me i had a i had a blast this is kayla jackson and thanks for listening to clearing it up please subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast and be sure to tell you and your friends and family to listen mm-hmm.